Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Adam Shine Podcast. Season number two of the Adam Shine Podcast, and we are fired up to be back with you. Episode number one of season number two. And man, we are so ready for football. Hope that you and your family, everybody is healthy and happy and safe. And we are excited for another incredible season of the Adam Shine Podcast. And we have an amazing guest for week number one of the NFL season. We're going to preview the upcoming campaign with my guy, the best in the business, Stephen A. Smith from ESPN is going to join us as the featured interview this week on the Adam Shine podcast. We're going to get into our picks for week number one. We'll get into some fantasy football, but we are extra fired up to welcome our guy, Stephen A. Smith, to the Adam Shine podcast. What we're going to do today, we're going to give you to set the tone for the season and to know where my brain is at, give you our picks for the upcoming season for who makes the playoffs and who wins the Super Bowl. And my biggest take from the offseason this past year, I still can't get over what the Green Bay Packers did. I still can't believe what Brian Gunekis did, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, the nerve, the chutzpah, the audacity to not draft a wide receiver on a team that played on Championship Sunday and instead to trade up and take a project quarterback in Jordan Love. Blood on your hands, Brian Gunekis. You, you've killed off Aaron Rodgers. There's a very realistic chance this is going to be the final year that he ever plays for the Green Bay Packers. And it's just so backwards. It's so wrong. It's so sad. It's frustrating. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Aaron Rodgers, the last two years, threw six combined interceptions over the last two seasons. He's still playing at a legendary level. And all they needed to do draft the receiver and he named names when he talked to our friend Kyle Brandt on his podcast when he said take T Higgins I mentioned Michael Pittman I thought that would have made a ton of sense take someone like Brandon Ayuk who was drafted brilliantly by San Francisco and by the way they should have in the offseason signed Emmanuel Sanders this made no sense in any way shape or form heck they followed it up by drafting A.J. Dillon in round number two a back of a running back for for Aaron Jones, it is just criminal how Ted Thompson before Gunakist and now Gunakist, they just have not given Aaron Rodgers enough talent around him. And that's why anyone who solely judges Aaron Rodgers by championships, you miss the entire thing. Aaron Rodgers is a living legend. Aaron Rodgers, the most talented quarterback in the history of the game. If they surrounded him with the proper weapons, they would have won multiple championships. If Ted Thompson years ago was active in free agency, would have won multiple championships. They were that close to getting to the Super Bowl last year. I don't want to call last year's regular season for Green Bay flukish, but you had to realize that there was an element of everything broke right and you couldn't rest on your laurels and success. It was all right there for the Packers. 
and they failed. And I'm not even a believer in Jordan Love amounting to anything. What a waste. What an absolute mess. And I do think that on the field, the Aaron Rodgers middle finger tour going to be real and spectacular. And I think he's going to have an outstanding season, a monster season. And that's a great segue into our picks for this upcoming campaign. I do think the Green Bay Packers will make it back to the playoffs. I I think that division is going to be very tight. I love the Vikings deal for Yannick Ngakwe. I think the Lions with a healthy Matthew Stafford. I love the DeAndre Swift pick. They're going to be improved. Bears have the worst quarterback room in the NFL. Their defense is solid. Packers might win the division going 10-6. and six. But I do think that Aaron Rodgers will make sure they win the North. So I'm going to take Green Bay to make the playoffs, winning the NFC North. I'm obsessed with the Dallas Cowboys appointment of Mike McCarthy as the head coach, Super Bowl winner, offensive guru, quarterback guru. Dak Prescott's going to have the best year of his career. Love the C.D. Lamb selection, and Lamb has the chops pun intended, to wear the famous number 88 for the Dallas Cowboys at the receiver position. I think this Dallas offense is going to be incredible, so I have Dallas winning the NFC East. I think that Tom Brady is going to be sensational for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First time he's going to wear a different uniform other than the New England Patriots. First time in, in 20 years. That is going to be jarring when you see him in the Bucks uniform in a real game. By the way, Brady throwing to Evans and Godwin, that is going to be an unbelievable, an unbelievable offense in terms of the passing attack. Brady, he is still great at age 43, Might not be at the GOAT level, but throwing to Evans and Godwin, better than anything he's had forever since Randy Moss in in New England. And that defense for Tampa Bay with Levante David and a great defensive line, they are loaded. I'll take the Bucs to win the NFC South. I'm going to take the 49ers to win the West. They made a lot of changes. You know, they traded DeForest Buckner. They let Emmanuel Sanders go. Joe Staley retired, but I love the... The trade and the fact that they were able to steal and pilfer Trent Williams from Washington. He's my pick for comeback player of the year. He's a phenomenal left tackle. I love the aforementioned drafting of Ayuk. I think he could be the next Isaac Bruce. I mean, that's who our friend Chris Sims compared him to on his television show. And and he's very tight with Kyle Shanahan, as you know. So that is something to keep your eye on. I I love that they drafted Kinlaw to replace Buckner in the first round. So I'm going to take San Francisco to win the West for wildcard teams. I'm going to roll with the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to take the Cardinals. They're my Cinderella team this year. And I think that DeAndre Hopkins, wow, you could arrest Steve Kime for stealing him. All that was missing from that transaction was a gun and a mask. Thank you, Bill O'Brien. My goodness, Kyler Murray, year two. Love the draft pick of Isaiah Simmons. You know, they got big playmakers on that defense. The offense will be explosive under Cliff Kingsbury with Kyler Murray and Hopkins and the legendary Larry Fitzgerald. But Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, who got a new contract. Chandler Jones, who I voted for last year for Defensive Player of the Year. Patrick Peterson. I mean, that is going to be a very talented defense. So I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm going to take the Seahawks to make the playoffs as well. That Jamal Adams trade puts them over the hump. That means I don't have the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, I couldn't get past the two injuries on the offensive line. 
when Brandon Brooks and Andre Dillard are going to play a combined zero snaps, and those were your two best offensive linemen. And I love Carson Wentz. I think he's a star, but availability is always a big question week in, week out. So that obviously is problematic. So I I think Dallas is better, and I hate the fact that Philly drafted Jalen Hurts to create quarterback controversy. I think the Falcons' offense is going to be great. I don't like the head coach. I don't like the defense. So those are my playoff teams in the NFC. In the AFC, I don't have the Patriots making the playoffs. Let's make sure we're crystal clear on that. Brady is in Tampa. I'm not a believer in Cam Newton who can't hit the broadside of a barn in terms of accuracy. He's 0-8 in his last eight starts. He's battled multiple injuries. And they've also lost a lot of players on defense. Collins and Van Noy to free agency. Key players have opted out. The only reason you ever consider New England this year, Bill Belichick. He's the best coach in the history of the NFL and the history of sports. But I can't pick them to make the playoffs. My Buffalo Bills. I'm going to jump through a table. When they win the division and win a home playoff game this year, I jumped through a table last year when I guaranteed there would be the Cinderella team and, and make the playoffs. So I have the Bills winning the East. I love the Stephon Diggs deal. Josh Allen's going to have a monster third season. Sean McDermott, great coach. That defense is going to be one of the best in the business. Ravens, they have the most talent in the NFL, 1 through 53. They're going to win the AFC North. That J.K. Dobbins draft pick in the second round was a steal. I think he's going to have a big rookie season. AFC South, I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts. I love their offseason. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. I love Michael Pittman. Love the trade for DeForest Buckner. Phillip Rivers now at quarterback. And by the way, since 1996, how's this as a nugget for you on the Adam Shine podcast? One team that has played on Championship Sunday, this happened every year since 96, has missed the playoffs the ensuing season. And I believe that'll be the Tennessee Titans this year. You know, I love Derrick Henry, love Mike Vrabel. I need to see it again from Ryan Tannehill. So I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts to win the AFC South. Obviously, it's Patty Mahomes' world, and we're just living in it. I'll take the Chiefs to win the West. I was going to take the Chargers as a playoff team, but I can't. Derwin James done for the year, and it breaks my heart. I feel terrible for him. And I thought the Chargers would make the playoffs. I thought that L.A. would have the best defense in the league with Derwin James, with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Derwin James, a Swiss Army knife back there. You saw when he was healthy in 2018 how great they were. Then he got hurt before last year, and they missed the playoffs. There's direct correlation. So for wild card teams, how about this? I'm going to roll with the Cleveland Browns. I think Kevin Stefanski, right coach, right time, maximize Baker Mayfield loved their offseason. They drafted an offensive lineman. They signed Jack Conklin. Chubb is a stud. Professionalism is the name of the game in Cleveland as opposed to the clown show under Freddie Kitchens. So I'm going to roll with Cleveland. We had a phenomenal interview with Derek Carr on our SiriusXM radio show on Shine On Sports. I think that Carr is going to be in the mix for league MVP. Josh Jacobs is going to have a sensational season. I have the Raiders making the playoffs this year. I think they improved on defense on every single level. 
And I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's going to be the team that replaces the Chargers in my eyes. Ben Roethlisberger looks great after an offseason where he looked roly-poly coming off of that significant elbow injury and surgery. Juju Smith-Schuster in a contract year. I think he's going to have a monster season. The defense is incredible. Three first-team All-Pros. My guy Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. I think Devin Bush is going to have a monster second season at the linebacker position. I think He's a a special, special ball player, but I'm very concerned about the running back position. It's one of the worst groups in in the league with James Conner and company. Conner, great guy, great story. I don't think he's a great player, but I'm going to take Pittsburgh as my final playoff team. Super Bowl, give me the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys to beat the Bucs on Championship Sunday. I think Dallas is going to make it, and I think Kansas City will beat Baltimore on Championship Sunday. And listen, it's Patty Mahomes' world. We're just living in it. Love that they re-signed Chris Jones. That defense is going to be better than ever, getting the ball back for the offense. Huge season for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who they drafted in the first round at the running back position. They re-signed Travis Kelsey, gave him new money. Tyreek Hill is an absolute freak. I think the Chiefs are absolutely going to win another Super Bowl. And after they win this Super Bowl, they're going to win another Super Bowl and another one after that. My guy, Mayor Q in Kansas City, he should start prepping for many, many parades coming up in lovely Kansas City, Missouri. On the other side, he is, in fact, the best in the business. Our guy, Stephen A. Smith from ESPN, joins us to break down all the hot topics going into the 2020 NFL season. Sign on sports with Adam Sign. Star quarterback of your Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr. Why are you disrespected in the court of public opinion? I'm just tired of the talk. You know, I'm just ready to play. I'm excited to take, you know, my group of guys and go and do this thing. People can keep saying all they want. I think I've grown to a place in my life where I just don't care anymore. It's Shine On Sports. Weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. First guest of season two of the Adam Shine podcast. He is a friend of the show, the absolute best in the business. My guy from ESPN, the great Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., how are you? What's going on, man? What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? Long time. How you been? I've been great. I've been great. Doing even better now. You're on the podcast, the first episode of season number two. We've got the football season starting. I can't wait. And Stephen A., you have been talking about it on first take all off season. First time in two decades, in 20 years, that Tom Brady is on a different football team. It's jarring every time I'm watching ESPN. I see him in that Buccaneers uniform. How do you think Tom Brady is going to perform in his first year away from Bill Belichick and the Patriots? Well, I think the thing that think I think the thing that people are missing, Adam, is that Tom Brady did not have a great year last year. So they're looking at the negative. They're not looking at the positive. The positive is how much of that do you need to eclipse? 
what you or how much do you need to do to eclipse what you did last year? You completed sixty percent of your passes last year. Obviously, you threw for about four thousand yards, but it wasn't the greatest season of your career. We knew that you were working with Nikhil, Harry, and Lacoste, and 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 and, and Julian Edelman and those guys. And Edelman is a, is, a, is a stalemate of yours. He's a guy that's a familiar target or whatever. But you were working with a bunch of puppies. Now you go to Tampa Bay. And you've got Godwin and you've got Evans. Not only did you get Gronk to come out of retirement, but you've also got O.J. Howard and Cameron Brake there as well. And so you've got yeah. a free tight end set if you want to, anytime you want. You've got two of the premier thousand-plus yard wideouts of the game, not the guys, but they're up there. Um, and I just look at it from that standpoint, along with the elusive Shady McCoy and who knows who else you'll get. I mean, listen, I think that the possibilities are endless. I definitely think that Tom Brady is highly motivated. He's got something to prove. Um, I don't think he believes he's near finished. And with those premium targets he has available to him, I expect him to have a much better year than he did last season. Well, I think it's a great way to phrase it. I don't think it's talked about enough. You know, the season that he had last year, I mean, we're talking about the GOATs, and I still think he's great even if he's not at that level, but we're we're talking about the greatest of all time, and what an upgrade Mm -hmm. this is when you look at the weapons now around him that you just rattled off brilliantly. Stephen, I I think this Bucs defense is underrated. They've got dudes on defense, great linebacker, great defensive line, great pass rush. Todd Bowles coaches him up. Will they be in the Super Bowl conversation? Well, I think they, they're they're automatically in the Super Bowl conversation. If you watched them the last eight games of uh, the regular season last year, they had vastly improved. When you yeah. look at the fact that Todd Bowles is still your defensive coordinator, when you look at what they're going to be able to do offensively, keep in mind that I'm a guy that's been on the record saying that as much as I as, as much as I respect him and genuinely like him, you can make a legitimate argument that Jameis Winston, the quarterback, the former quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now in New Orleans as a backup. As the starter last year, he could have easily been a candidate for defensive player of the year. I mean, my God, the guy threw 30 interceptions. I mean, you know, yeah, he threw 33 touchdowns. Yeah, he threw four for 5,000 yards. But he threw 30 interceptions. He was an absolute turnover waiting to happen. And so when you look at the fact that Tom Brady has never thrown more than 14 interceptions in a season in his entire career, when you look at the fact that he hasn't even reached double digits in the interception category, but maybe twice or three times in his, in his entire career, it's one of those situations where, again, it's, it's, you're going to move the chains. You're not going to turn over the ball more, and that in and of itself is going to help your defense even when you don't score. But because of the weapons that he has available to him, you know they're going to be able to put up points. There's going to be less pressure on the defense. The defense is going to be able to take, play at a more frenetic pace, taking chances because you've got folks on the offensive side of the ball that you know can make up for any deficiencies that you may display or whatever the case may be. I think that automatically puts them in the Super Bowl conversation. Because remember, once you get to the postseason, all you got to do is win two games, three games at the most to get to the Super Bowl. And who's going to look at that offense and say, led by Tom Brady, there's no way we can win a game or two. I absolutely agree with you. And I love what you said about the defense as well. And, you know, I, I think that they have a great chance of going to the Super Bowl representing the NFC. Very high on the Buccaneers, Stephen A., I'm high on the Cowboys, and I know that that hits you, you know, and I, I know how it much does. you – Yeah, I, I think Mike McCarthy's right guy at right time. I think Dak's going to have a monster season. I think sometimes people forget how great Ezekiel Elliott is, loves C.D. Lamb. What's the upside here for the Dallas Cowboys? 
Super Bowl. There's no question that a Super Bowl should be on the, in their sights. Mike McCarthy is a significant upgrade to Jason Garrett. I think everybody knows that. He's already a Super Bowl champion. He's been to about four NFC Championship games as head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he's, a de- he's definitely a quality coach, and we can't deny that. Plus, he's highly motivated because people thought that his career was done when he got let go in Green Bay. Uh, they felt he was a bit archaic, and if you can't uh, you know, guide Aaron Rodgers to the promised land more than once, something's wrong with you in that picture. I know people said that, but he's highly motivated. I believe in Dak Prescott. I certainly believe in Ezekiel Elliott. And when you look at their wideouts with Gallup and, and, and Amari Cooper and now C.D. Lamb, and Stop. Jason Witten is no longer there uh, because you, you, you're going to upgrade just by addition by subtraction simply because you got younger at the position of the tight end spot. I definitely think you can look at them offensively. I'm just of the mindset. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. You know I hate Cowboy fans. It's not the Cowboys team, but Cowboy fans are the worst, most disgusting fan base in American history. I can't stand them. And nothing pleases me more than to know that they're miserable. So you know how I feel about Cowboy fans. But nevertheless, you know, I'm, I'm really of the mindset that the Cowboys themselves have lived up to my mantra about them that what can go wrong will go wrong. And any time you expect great things from them is when they just find a way to let you down. I'm just sure of the fact that in this particular instance, it won't be the coaching. I think that they got a good man in Mike McCarthy to coach this football team. I just think that maybe it's, you didn't pay Dak Prescott a long-term deal. Maybe there are other guys there that you did take care of that you shouldn't have taken care of because Jerry Jones certainly did that. Maybe it's going to be the social justice issues and the fact that there was an APB out for Jerry Jones mm-hmm. for months upon months at a time. It could be anything, somehow, some way. You just always look at the Dallas Cowboys as a franchise that will get in its own way when it counts most. And that's what I'm banking on, but not for the Cowboys as an organization, just for Cowboy fans, because I always (laughs) wish misery upon them. Yes, you do in hilarious and brilliant fashion. And it's interesting. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and I I know how much you love and respect Aaron Rodgers as a player, same that I do. And I I know how much... He's a bad man. He's a bad man. He's, a bad man. he's best. He's, he's the most talented quarterback man. I've ever seen. And it drives me nuts what they did this offseason. I thought it was disrespectful. I thought it was wrong. Jordan Love is a project quarterback. They trade up for him as opposed to taking a receiver in this unreal class. I didn't even like that they mm-hmm. took a backup running back in round two. I think Rodgers is going to have a tr- terrific season, but Stephen A., I see better teams around the landscape of the NFC. What did you see when you look at what happened with Jordan Love and the Packers? and what lies ahead for this squad this upcoming season? I thought Aaron Rodgers was completely disrespected. And I love the fact that he went on some radio show or whatever it was and called out the media as well and people who may not do their homework or people who have biased opinions that aren't based on what they're seeing or aren't delving deeper into particular situations. Think about the insults that we've heard come Aaron Rodgers' way. We've heard that he wasn't a leader, that he was a bit truculent, that he was a bad locker room guy. We even had his brother, the former bachelor, trying to talk about him for crying out loud. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking at a guy in Aaron Rodgers that I consider from from a talent perspective to be the greatest quarterback that I've ever seen. And Mm -hmm. I know Patrick Mahomes has arrived now and he is the real deal. Make no mistake about it. But 
Let's see you do it over the course of a decade plus the way Aaron Rodgers has done it in terms exhibit a level of greatness upon which we have not seen. We have not seen any quarterback in NFL history with the overall ability that Aaron Rodgers has had. The ability to throw the football with the degree of accuracy, to run the football the way that he can run with the football, to cut down on the turnovers, et cetera, et cetera. The guy is just a magician. He's absolutely fabulous at the quarterback position. And to have him as your star quarterback, as the face of your franchise, knowing you have never drafted an offensive player in the first round since he arrived in 2005 and since he was the starting quarterback since 2008, and to have a situation where you were in the NFC championship game, knocking on the door of a Super Bowl, and you – come back and follow that up without even drafting him some help, that is just the ultimate sign of disrespect to be looking at his predecessor when this dude clearly still has years left and clearly he was knocking on the door of a Super Bowl title, I think is the ultimate insult. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want no parts of Green Bay. I don't even want to be there. I just stomach it because I know I can because it would be too big of a cap hit for them to keep to lose me right now. So I'm going to be stuck here for the next couple of years, but I'm already house hunting, city hunting, you know, estate <laughs> hunting, yeah. whatever you want. I'm looking, I'm looking to get the hell up out of green Bay as soon as I possibly can. If I'm Aaron Rodgers. Guy has thrown six interceptions combined in the last two years. Most talented quarterback I've ever seen. You've ever seen that close to a Super Bowl. This, this was blatant disrespect. It, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Every time I have this conversation. Yeah, because people don't want they don't want to see it because they want to bring all the other intangibles that are very uh, unproven, by the way. You know, it's, it's subject to conjecture. OK, it's very subjective. You don't know what kind of locker room person he is definitively. You don't know about his family issues. You don't know if that has anything to go with what you see on the field. All we could go by is what we see. He talks to me. I find him to be a great guy, personally. Likewise. I got yeah. no issues with Aaron. I have no issues with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, in terms of talent all time. From a talent perspective, he's better than Brady. From a talent perspective, he's better than Joe Montana. From a talent perspective, he's better than Dan Marino, Dan Fouts, Fran Tarkenton, Roger Starbuck, Perry Bradshaw. Troy Aikman, the list goes on and on and on. You just give me pure talent from the quarterback position. Tell me that Aaron Rodgers would not have more than one Super Bowl if he were playing for Bill Belichick, if he were playing for Tom Landry, if he were playing for Jimmy Johnson, if he were playing for Chuck Noll or Bill Walsh or somebody like that. Tell me Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have more than one Super Bowl. I don't want to hear it. I don't think the Green Bay Packers as an organization have taken care of him. I don't think nope. that they've given him the respect that he deserves. And when he gives them the proverbial middle fingers, tells them to kick rocks, and that he wants to get the hell up out of cheese country, I'm, I'm going to support him wholeheartedly. Likewise, I can't wait for that middle finger tour. That's going to be amazing from from Aaron Rodgers. Stephen A., how do you feel about your Steelers this year? Ben looks amazing, as opposed to the beginning of the offseason when that was not the case. I'm very worried about the running back position. I I think Juju in a contract year is a big deal in a positive way. I I love the talent on defense. 
you know, clearly it's Baltimore's division, so I think we're talking about a wild card team. What's your read? What's your take on your Steelers this season? I think you're talking about a wild card team because of the greatness of Lamar Jackson and that element that he brings to the equation for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. He scares the living hell out of opposing defenses because of his elusivity, his running ability. When you consider the fact that the man ran for over 1,200 yards last year, that's just a dimension you never obviously had to worry about with Joe Flacco as the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens back in the day. So I think that Lamar Jackson alone elevates Baltimore to a point where you can consider them to to be the team that's going to win the AFC North. But I'm not sleeping on the Steelers. Uh, their defense is real, especially since they picked up Micah Fitzpatrick. They've been a different. They, they've added a different dimension to their defense and offensively. Let's face reality: they went eight and eight with a fourth, with third and fourth string quarterbacks last year. All right, so I'm looking at it from the standpoint that Big Ben is back. He obviously's got a lot to prove. Um, I think that he's going to show up and he's going to do things in a very, very positive direction. And as a result, the Steelers will be right there knocking on the door. They'll have the Browns to contend with, sure. We can't ignore that because I think that Kevin Stefanski is an upgrade from Freddie Kitchens. We can't ignore that. I think that uh, uh, Baker Mayfield will be better because, let's be real, he can't be much worse no. than he was last year. I think I think they got their head screwed on right this year. I think last year they were feeling themselves. And I often made this the statement, Baker Mayfield had more, more commercials than wins. <laughs> think about that. He had more commercials last year than wins. He had about nine or ten different commercials with Progressive yeah. alone, okay? And some and, and, and Cleveland had less wins than that. That's just a fact. With Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry as his wideouts, okay, with, with uh, Nick Chubb and ultimately Kareem Hunt as his running backs. And he, and, and he still had more commercials than wins. So they're not feeling themselves now. I think they were humbled, and I think that they're moving in a forward direction. We'll see what happens. Uh, but in the end, I think when you look at the Steelers, you'll have to have those two teams to contend with, which is why I don't believe that you'll see more than a wild card berth for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that defense is real. And I think offensively, Juju Smith-Schuster has something to prove now that he's the number one wide out. And, of course, he's got some help, but nothing that's all world. I think you're right. And, and final question for you, Stephen A. You referenced Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I needed yep. the source. Th- this this guy is so special. I, I'm obsessed with his talent. I'm obsessed with his mm-hmm. smarts. He's a great face of the league. He just gets it. You know, he gets $450 million, and he's he's underpaid. I mean, he's the best show in sports. He's the best player right now in sports. I, I can't get enough. How how would you describe what you see when you watch Patrick Mahomes? Well, he's surreal. There's no question about it because he's a gamer and a winner. You know, and, and you know, sometimes the two goes hand in hand, sometimes not so much. What I mean by a game is that he's he's very Brett Favre-like in terms of, you know, being that durable guy that seems like he's willing to play under any conditions that he loves the game so much and he's just going after it and he's fearless with it. You know, he'll take chances. But in the same breath, he's so gifted and so skilled and so poor that he's not going to throw nearly the 336 interceptions that Brett Favre threw over the course of his 20-year NFL career. So we got to look at it from that standpoint. I also think that he's helped. You got Andy Reid, one of the great ones, calling plays and being the offensive coordinator. Eric, the enemy is no slouch. He yep. should be a head coach in this league, quite frankly, 
as your offensive coordinator. Yep. Then you've got Tyreek Hill, who I think is one of the best receivers in football. He is absolutely special. He's electrifying. We know how material he is in terms of his speed, his agility, and everything else that comes with it. And Travis Kelsey, whether the only thing, the only reason why you wouldn't say he's the best tight end in football is because you might want to give that to George Kittle, and mm-hmm. I'm not so sure you would. That's how good Travis Kelsey is. So the combination of Kelsey with Hill, with the Sammy Watkins of the world, with the with the uh, you know with with uh, uh I'm sorry, uh, damn it, uh, McCole Hardman. I yep. had a brain freeze there for a second. And these boys, I mean, offensively, they are absolutely elite because of Patrick Mahomes. I just think at times the defense asks him to do too much. He has to come to the rescue. Remember, they were down twenty-four nothing. Uh, in one game, they were down 17 and nothing and another in the postseason before he brought him back. Now, credit to the defense for holding down the fort so you could make the comeback, but shame on them for giving up those big leads um, in the in a, in a postseason the way that they did. I just think that's a lot to ask, even though I think that he isn't finished. He's going to win multiple Super Bowls in his career, probably three or four. I still think in the end, when I think about somebody like Aaron Rodgers, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best right now. But to say that he compares to Aaron Rodgers, let's see what he does. He went from 50 touchdowns to 26 last year, even though he missed two games. Uh, That's a 24-touchdown drop-off. All I'm trying to say is that he is somewhat human. You know, he looked somewhat human in the first three quarters of that Super Bowl. We keep forgetting that, too. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan – hadn't collaborated to panic in the fourth quarter with a 10-point lead, <laughs> we might have a different Super Bowl champion. So you got to look at all of those things and just put things in this proper perspective. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. He is something special. He's the best right now. Make no mistake about it. But when we talk about the difference between him and, and Aaron Rodgers, we are talking about what Patrick Mahomes is doing. We are talking about who Aaron Rodgers is. Because he's been that way for like 13, 14 years and counting. There's a difference. Yeah, you know, I agree with you on the genius and the greatness of, of Aaron Rodgers. Stephen A., you're the best. Always love watching you. And congrats, by the way, on, on all the NBA countdown work in addition to First Take. Always appreciate Thank the you. time and our friendship. And, and we'll, we'll talk again real soon. And appreciate the time on the podcast today. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, buddy. Call me anytime, my man. You know I'm here for you. Thanks a lot. That's our guy, the great Stephen A. Smith. Hi, this is Adam Shine, host of Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher. Adam Shine, not telling you to wager on football. But here we go. All right, the spread for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. We have Kansas City favored by nine and a half, nine and a half. Now, you remember what we did last year on the Adam Shine podcast. My kids picked against me and we kept score for Thursday night football. I'm happy to say I at least won. Maya, who's 10, came in second place. Jolie, who's 12, came in third. And Theo, who's five, came in fourth place. 
for the Shine family picks for Thursday night football. So I'm going to take Kansas City to win and cover. Nine and a half is a big number, but Bill O'Brien still coaching the Houston Texans. Jolie Shine's taking Kansas City. Maya Shine's taking Kansas City. Theo Shine, big Deshaun Watson fan. He thinks that Watson's going to keep it close, so he's going to go with the Houston Texans. I think that is going to be a wildly entertaining ball game to start on Thursday night football. Now, we're going to make all our picks against the spread, as we always do on radio, on Shine on Sports, as we've done for 16 glorious years But I'll give you a couple of games that stick out. I think the Dolphins are going to cover. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game. Six and a half, New England favored. That is a big, big number. I love the Raiders taking on the Carolina Panthers. That spread is two and a half. The Raiders are favored by two and a half. I I think they can absolutely win that game by, by double digits. I wouldn't bat an eye there. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to crunch the Giants. Giants are going to be dreadful this year. Dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. They might win three games if everything breaks right. So those are my three best bets, but you'll have to tune in on Shine on Sports on a football Friday as we make our picks against the spread. I am ecstatic to do another season of of DraftKings. I'm in a, a league with 20 friends. I've got the fantasy football league with the kids. I'm fired up about that. We had our draft on on Labor Day. That was an absolute blast. I led the girls and Theo run the show. I'll tell you the one guy to me, when you look at DraftKings for week number one, who is an absolute must start and is a must play, especially when you compare and contrast to you know the other running backs that are out there, and you look at you look at the matchups, and you look at the price tag. The guy that I would want is is Josh Jacobs. I I think this guy is an absolute steal. He is valued for week number one six thousand eight hundred. So you have McCaffrey, you have Cook, you have Kamara, you have Eckler, you have Aaron Jones, all with higher salaries. And he's running against Carolina. They spent every single draft pick on defense because they were the worst defense, worst run defense in the NFL last year, 32 out of 32. Josh Jacobs, to me, is an absolute must, an absolute must for for DraftKings for your daily fantasy. Trust me, and as we learned last year on the Adam Shine podcast, when it comes to fantasy football, I've never been wrong. Only exception being those times I was wrong. Thank you for listening to another incredible episode of the Adam Shine Podcast. Stephen A. Smith, my goodness, that that was off the charts. Thanks to Stephen A. We know how busy he is, and he has just been a great friend of ours for a long time. Love Stephen A. Smith. That was incredible. Thanks to our listeners on SiriusXM On Demand. Thanks to our listeners on Pandora, listeners on Apple. And with Stitcher, please hit the subscribe button. Leave a review because you love the Adam Shine podcast. Of course, you can catch me every weekday on my SiriusXM radio show, Shine on Sports, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM, Man Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. 
This is the Adam Shine Podcast. Touchdown! For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 